Hey guys, just want to take a moment to share with you an episode of Nonstop, right? It's something that Joseph and I did sometime last year and something that we're really proud of, you know, and it seems that a lot of people are responding quite well to it. So if you haven't already seen it or heard our different episodes, do check this one out, right? It's one of our more popular ones. I'm going to be sharing a couple of them on this channel and yeah, hope it brings you there. Give our nonstop channel a like, a follow, a share, whatever it is, you know, that's N-A-A-N-S-T-A-A-P, right? Check it out and hope you like it. See ya. What's up, guys? Another episode of Nonstop here and today we're going to be talking about ice cream. Yay! What do you know about it, man? I know I love to eat ice cream. I think every kid loves ice cream. Um, my earlier memories of ice creams were potong. Um, that's basically, for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, ice cream on a stick, usually flavoured with a red bean. That was the original... Local flavours. Lo- local flavours. Singaporean local flavours. Yes. Slash Malaysia. Yes. But do you know why it's cut that way? No idea. Actually. I only know the direct translation to potong. means cut in Malay. That's it. Exactly. But it is... Potong ice cream Because right. it used to come In a big block And they cut it that way ah. End of story <laughs> So the whole flavour Already be done In one huge ass block Yeah Oh wow And then yeah, That's how they served it They used to go Door to door Homemade all this nice. Before it took over By the nasty corporations <laughs> <laughs> Even potong also They want to take uh. Yeah la. Nice nice. But do you know anything About the history About cream? potong Ice cream Honestly Singapore Singapore's version Of ice cream No idea like what? What's the, what's yes. the history behind it? I have no idea. But I think overall, like everyone interprets the nostalgic aspect of ice cream very differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Depending on which part of the world you come from. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the US, it's gonna be Sundays and banana splits. Which, and if all you that. ask me, is honestly boring AF compared to what we actually have, which is very underrated. In Asia, which it's is super quite underrated. Different. Yeah. And it's very different. But. You know, they made things iconic, right? Like the ice cream cone, the ice cream cup, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But, you know, in the past, before around when it was invented, there's no real, like, factual history. Right. But because there's no electricity, right? Mm. It's kind of impossible to have ice cream. Mm. So most of the people, supposedly Romans, Persians, as usual, <laughs> they went to the mountains okay. to grab ice. And then bring back and then flavored it. Oh, wow. And that was their version of like a sorbet slash ice cream. Nice. Putting honey and wine. Nice. And then boom, that's the first kind of interpretation of ice cream. That's quite dope, man. You know the, what was the Greek guy's name? Hippocrates. 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 Yes. Hippocrite. Hippocrite, yes. <laughs> but anyways, like he was a huge critic of all this. Why? Because essentially the ice and snow that you brought back is dirty. So people always get stomach ache. (laughs) But then people just loved it, right? And supposedly the legends goes like travel, uh, travelers like Marco Polo, whatever. Mm. Mm. They took the creation from China, then brought it to Italy. And then they loved it so much, you know, when the Italian Duchess married the French, whatever, then they started to learn about it and make their own versions. And it just snowballed from there all over the world. So that's kind of how it blew up. Yeah, and now I thinking thinking about it when I'm reading all of this, right? What they ate back then 
probably resembles a lot of what we know as ice kacang today. Mm, yeah, as you're right. saying it, I'm picturing it and I'm thinking that as well. Remember the time where we were in uh, Myanmar working and then there was this young bunch of hipsters, they had this ice cream, ice balls and then they put colouring on it. Syrup. Syrup thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking of that as you're saying. So, so, so I think essentially that's the... Version 1.0 of yeah, ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's the, the proper so-called history. So ice cream only really developed, I would say, with the discovery of salt. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. I would think that, I mean, as somebody who cooks, even sweet desserts and cakes, you put a pinch of salt because it elevates the flavor of... No, uh, no, no, no. It's purely scientific. Okay, what? So the salt actually increases the melting point of ice. All right. And it also draws heat from the cream and allows it to freeze. Okay, that's actually... Okay, the, the first part about um, salt uh, increasing the freezing point of ice is true because back in the day when we were working in the bar and you gave a, somebody ordered a, sh- a bottle of champagne and you put it in a bucket of ice, the bartender always tell you to add a bit of salt. And the moment you it do that, colder. it clumps together. Yep. It just... All, all the ice cubes just like become... Tight as hell, and yep. yeah, and it'll last a lot longer. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it gets I, I a never, lot colder. you know, I never thought of the science behind. I just, I, I just knew. Okay, you throw ice, uh, salt on the thing. The thing is the thing we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it lasts very long. Okay, so I didn't know that there was an actual science. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, that's nice. Shucks, I didn't know. And cool, then, cool. As you mentioned, the addition of cream. Oh yeah. So milk. I always whatever. felt that. Um. So I think the whole thing about the birth of ice cream, right, was obviously from ice balls that you add sugared syrups to and whatnot. But the real um, reinvention happened when dairy came into the picture. That's the way I look at it, right? That's when it actually was called ice cream because you have to use milk and then you reduce it down and then it becomes double cream and then you add it and that's when it became such a luscious and almost only for the rich kind because milk was yeah. something that only if you had land, then you got cow. You got cow, then you got milk. So regular people who didn't have that kind of land to, to, to breed were not privy to that kind of uh, ingredient. Yeah, so I mean, technically it's a uh... Until the Westerners coined it in many ways, right? Yeah, yeah. If not, it was always like the Mughal people bringing ice down correct. to India or whatever correct. and mixing it with fruits. That's absolutely that, correct. That, in fact, even till today, on the streets of India, they'll have blocks of ice, huge blocks of ice. They shave it, put all bunch of syrups of the rainbow color, all of which is probably 90% just coloring. But true, it's true, true. so yeah. sweet. And that's literally what they, they like on a... They on, love it. They love it on a hot afternoon, on the way after work, just, you know, kind of munching. Man, I tell you, it's... But you know, yeah. can you guess roughly when the first, I would say, official recipe appeared for ice cream? No idea. Sixteen seventy four. What? What was yeah, that man. recipe? I'm so intrigued. In in uh, Europe, France. Okay, had to then, be the French, right? Had yeah. to be the French. They wrote everything That's down. That's why everything, ah. Uh, then they claim everything. And then they claim everything. <laughs> Basket the French. You also worked in French restaurant, right? Last time, ah. Huh? No, it's a modern restaurant. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Modern cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the recipe like back in the 1600s? I mean, it's very basic, right? Oh, get cream, choose cream, add sugar. I mean, that kind of recipe. So it's some nothing like really cream too special. And everything was already like prevalent in the 1600s. Huh? Yeah, I mean, they churned their own, but uh, pure assumption. But but it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense because you, you were getting milk from your own farms, then obviously Correct. you can use. The Everyone same. was yeah. some way a farmer. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And you probably want to be like self-sustenance in whatever that you already Correct. have, right? Oh, that's actually quite dope, man. And quite interesting that it went so far back. But then, um, when? Wh- how about in the US? When do you think that 
they started talking about I'm it. I'm going to think like uh, 1800. 1744. Okay, not too far from the mark. Lah. Okay, 1744. It's 50 years, man. Okay, lah, just within 100 years, I guess. That's what? like four <laughs> generations back then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, so how did that happen? So when the colonists went to the US, they brought the recipes, right? Then they spread it all over. The colonies as in which colony? You know, when they go over and, you know, oh. murdered all the people and took over the land. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just wanted to be sure we're talking <laughs> about those guys. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, um, they spread it all over the US, you know. Yeah. I'm no historian here, but yeah. yeah. And then, uh, apparently, Ben Franklin, George Washington, and Thomas Jefferson were, like, super heavy into ice cream, man. Or, like, they were avid fans of uh, Dude, ice cream. apparently, there are, like, records of a merchant from uh-huh. a street in New York. Yeah. That said, like, George Washington spent, like, $200 on ice cream over a summer. What? That kind of thing. And, like, yeah. at the same time, like, you know, I think they were the ones that started to invent the mod- modern-day freezers or the first version of freezers, in a sense. You mean Americans were the first to create yeah, freezers? Yeah, but, like, cranking, through cranking, like a cranking machine. Okay. Which probably so how includes it- salt and ice, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, but then they create like a whole system. Right. Maybe they add metal so it lasts. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's only until like the 1800s that ice cream really blew up globally. Yeah. Where there are records of like stores opening all over the world. Mm. So I think that's when they started to do manufacturing and, the, you know, of the thing. And then it's only until recently, la, right? So here's 20th my question. century. How did it reach our humble shores? I'm thinking it was the British. It had to come from there. I, mean, I can't see it coming from Malaysia or Thailand or Indonesia. You know what I mean? Like it I, have to I, have I hear what you mean. Yeah. I think a point where ice cream became really iconic mm. was actually during the Prohibition. Okay. Where, you know those soda fountain, so, you know, soda pop drinks soda pop, and then yes. with a float and yes, all that? Yes, yes, That pretty much took over the bars, right? Right. I mean, if you saw movies and games or whatever back then, Everyone was hanging out in uh, diners slash di- drinking yes. soda pops. Yes, yes. So I think when that trend kind of blew up, it kind of went global in mm. a sense because mm. you have Sundays, people enjoying that. Yeah. And soda probably went along with it. It definitely did. So yeah. that's probably how it went around. Yeah. And then you have brands like uh, Baskin Robbins or whatever mm. saying like, oh, 31 flavors and all this, yeah. using that as marketing. It's sure. kind of... Probably how it went crazy. Yeah. But it probably only quite recently. I mean, if we think about it. When you say recent, we're talking what? Like eight, 80s. Yeah. yeah. I would think 80s. 50, 60s, 80s, thereabouts, it probably Even had in a the slow 50s, rise. Well, my, my parents telling me about ice cream as a kid was not very... Ice kacang, lo. It's probably yeah, going to just like be ice, ice kacang. kacang. Yeah, not, yeah, not our angmo, what we're talking about here. Because you know? the idea like of Hagen bringing... Like, didn't even come into Singapore until what? Uh, 90, 1990s, what? Yeah, Hagen Dust is actually quite a recent thing. Exactly. If you really think about it. Yes. 1980s. We, we, exa- oh, 1980s, is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So you see, I, I. Thicker creams in the 1980s. There you go. You yeah. see? And uh, so the invention act- of the machine to create soft serve and all that. It's right. all, uh, it's that all quite is, recent. Yeah. yeah. So if you actually if we bring it back to our little island, right? What does all of this have to do with? us Singapore and the flavors that we now know and love to understand as being Singaporean flavors mm. like your potong your they would call it ai batu the direct translation is actually ice cube but what it was was you know those little colored um 
uh, ice flavored uh, water. The pops. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the little plastic thing, and then they twist both ends. All no cream. All no Just cream. Syrup. Just yeah. ice. Yes, correct. Ice and syrup. You play soccer, you damn thirsty. Ten cent. Last time, That's ten true. cent, bro. And they made made out of jelly, and yes. then the shape oh. of the dolphin. Man, I didn't know. You know this. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, dude. That was. I come from the street. Yeah. I, I, I live in Ishun, bro. Like that's where I grew up. That was what I knew to be dessert. I, I didn't grow up like in, in the house where I got nice tub of like five liter. But I don't ven- think this tub thing started until like Much pretty later. late on. I agree. I, oh, but Everyone no, kind of grew up that way. But in primary way. school, the rich kids who I knew had stuff like that. True. Right? I Majority of who I was around and grew up with to us, uh, sweet stuff is I batu, simple. I mean, bringing home the tub of a uh, Napolitan uh, 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 with the uh, three uh, flavors. Uh, that, wait, that one that's is a like, super luxury. That one is super luxury, yeah. That one next level, bro. Like, yeah. we must have done something right like that week in school. Then, we, then, yeah, then my yeah, dad yeah, will bring yeah, that yeah. back. You passed the test. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And then you have it, and then your mom will always try and make our own version of a float with yes. our root beer. Because yes. root beer was pretty big was, for a while. Yes, it was. Especially when A&W was still in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone kind of loved all that things Correct. all together, try and replicate it. Correct. So, but then essentially, what is ice cream? Maybe you can give a breakdown. Okay, so I mean, really simply, right? Like, all the frills aside, ice cream is basically a combination of fat. So your fat would be either half and half or double cream uh, or full cream more. Um, most likely, you would use a heavy cream because the uh, the body, it's a higher fat content and then it holds your ice cream better. And then any flavor being uh, as simple as vanilla or you can go as crazy as, uh, you know, I don't know, Horlicks or something, right? Um, and then, of course, a sweet component, which would be either sugar or honey. Or if you're one of those vegan people, then you put, I don't know, agave syrup or I don't but know. Is, is there a proper... Method. You're asking method about method? Okay. Or so position where you have to put things in actually no, in no. order. Actually no. So the like, that's why I'm trying to keep this as simple. Like if, if I was if I was at home and I'm like, hey man, I don't go buy a machine to make how do I do this? It's really simple. You have a plastic bag, uh, usually uh your your glad wrap kind of um plastic, right? Uh ziplock the brand, whatever. And then you add your fat, that means the cream, sugar, and then flavor being vanilla, right? Um and if you wanna make it even more luscious, right? You add a protein component which comes in the form of egg, right? And ideally, you would use egg yolk only, not the white, okay? So it's, it's rich. Yeah, huh? it's just because you, uh, establishments don't want to waste money, so that's why they put the white in also. That's why ice cream used to be a bit yellowish. Yes, And correct. if you see some really original places, the vanilla is yellow. It's, yes, correct. Yeah, and, and not yellow, yellow, like the yellow you're thinking in your like head. A, more, more like a pale, when you when you yeah. cream a butter and sugar kind of yellow. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, you put all of this together... Zip it up and back, uh, excess air, everything through, uh, you know, get rid of it. And then you seal it, right? Then you take, put it in the fridge, take it out. Then you recombine it together with ice and salt, right? Just a small small amount of salt. And what, what happens is you mix everything together and you chuck it in the freezer. And just before its melting point, which usually takes about, you know, 20 minutes or under half an hour, you take it out, churn it again. When I say churn, it's basically taking a spoon and like kachow the thing and stir, stir, stir. You put back again now for one hour when it comes out, it's ready. So you are you are modern day ice cream slash farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Not bad, huh? Yeah. If, if Churning. Any, I, and I get all. I, I get stomach ache only like, if anything happened. But never mind. I perfect. But what's it. new, right? What's new? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the price you pay for perfection, man. But yeah, I I, I think the the misconception misconception that oh ice cream ah uh, you need to buy ice cream churner you need to have this this that, machine it, that this, machine no need no need 
Unless you, you want to do some modern day Heston Berman uh, liquid yes, nitrogen. Then you, need, then you need, yes. <laughs> have you have you tried the liquid nitrogen? I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I, dope, right? Yes, I, I actually tried it in a uh, where did I go? I think it was uh, some some conventions or something. And then this uh, the food hotel Asia thing. So this okay. one station, this guy had um ice cream base, right? Ready made, but it's in liquid form. Then he's got liquid nitrogen in a in a canister. So he pours it into a bowl, pours the liquid base in. In two seconds, he turns it. The thing becomes ice cream right yep. there. Super amazing, right? And it tastes pretty awesome. Yeah, man. it tastes. Uh, you know. Yeah. Somehow the texture is great. You know and why? You it's can get the flavors. It's instantaneous. Yeah. Your flavor already is power, right? But the thing with ice cream is when you have to wait for the churning process, right? The flavor changes over time. But this is because you're instantaneously turning that uh, rich, solid concentration f- mm, liquid, mm, right, mm. into instant ice cream. You don't waste time in losing any flavor. Yeah. Of course, I, I feel it's expensive, flour, I, but nice. I feel that as a business, you hit that on point, like, it's too expensive, liquid nitrogen. If yeah. not, it would be everywhere already. Yes. Too easy to make, man. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we can't talk about ice cream and not give a shout out to the ice cream uncles. You Absolutely. Know, back in the day, lah. Yes. Are we Singapore. talking about the uncles with the yellow, uh, little push thing card. and that push cart and then the umbrella, the magnolia umbrella? And that, that's one uncle. The other uncle is the one that comes to your house area in his truck and. Oh boop, boop, yes. And then the yes. boot opens. And then the boot opens. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, these two are pretty similar. Oh, they're dope, man. In a way, know. but dying trade lah. Unfortunately. I don't, I don't understand what kind of. Uh, regulation you need like what are you trying who are you trying to protect you're pre- pre- protecting us from getting stomach ache or what I, I don't understand or you yeah seems so huh? like the, Singapore does not give new licenses in fact some of the uncles the newer ones they only have license to serve in certain areas not yeah. every area yeah you're right maybe, it's sad bro it's so maybe sad maybe it's seen as low class no. that's why our government don't no. allow it I, I tell, don't know I, I, I'll tell you uh, my my okay I not I won't say no to you but my opinion is this okay Mm-mm-mm. how much rent you think you're gonna you're gonna you take from, from someone them, like right? that you cannot you have to license and exactly. take the money exactly and to them it's too much of hassle for people like that true and then what happens when they cannot pay then I need to go into the micromanagement and chase them one to, by yeah, one they, they, they got no I'd rather exterminate all of them and say oh no we're not giving out license like that anymore finish that's it game over only the high end stores yeah. that can pay proper rent or I you mean, want you, you correlate, make a correlation together all 20 uh, ice cream uncles like y'all go get one place and then y'all sell together true which will and never happen which will never happen nobody will take the initiative because the money is not you know, there that's, la, that's frankly why, speaking you know, sometimes, so I'm going to digress you just give me two seconds here right? I, I get very frustrated when I talk about things like this because to me food as much as it is about um, modernization it's about appreciating where the heck we come from and not mm. shying away from that. This is why I always still say till today, I go to Malaysia, I feel like a different person. Because yeah. they not they they do they do not they turn their face away from from I, their from their roots. You I know? mean, they're a little too big to control the way sure, like Singapore. Sure. But essentially they don't let it all go, right? Yeah, they don't. Yes. Um, it's a sad thing la, It's that, sad it's I mean sad. we talk about Our saving our Singapore culture Hawker culture All this They they are as much Of the part of the Hawker culture As the Hokkien Me store You know Yes And the fact that They don't even get a place In Hawker centres That's pretty criminal actually That is a very good point You know to just Touch back on that right It is It is sad that They're not even given A seat at the table That's yeah. the way I look at it Interesting ah. Uh. Yeah Hierarchy in the Hawker centres They have You know what's your dessert your chintel, like what ching we talked about ching that ching day lah. True that, true All that. All that kind of stuff. Your, 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 what's the one with the, with the yutiao and the thing below? The, the warm. Uh, tau swa. Tau swa. All that kind of thing only. Priority. Everything down there. Chinaman eat, eat, eat the food only then it's down there. Yeah lah. Okay, let's not get racial <laughs> here. <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but I agree. 
sorry. Okay, what's next? Uh, but then, uh, for them, what's your favorite flavor from these uncles? Okay, uh, okay. Three, two, three, two, one. Chocolate. Raspberry Ripple. Oh. Mm. Even okay. though the corporations don't make them as good as they used to, yeah. they used to be a sh- I think I know which kind of raspberry. Uh, they used to be so much more raspberry. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. pretty much vanilla ice cream only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Now they use the puree. Back then, you can actually bite into little bits of the. Oh my! Yeah. Back then, it was a little bit chewy, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. O- almost like, like a, a fudge. Fudge, yes, oh, yes, God. yes. That's like it will stick to your to your teeth yeah. in between. You know, those were the days yeah, of yeah, real yeah. ice cream. Yeah, yeah. But you see, here's the thing, man. It was cheaper to get the raw goods to make those things back in the day. Yeah. Right. Uh, but let's think very simply. A pint of uh, a pint of uh, blueberry back then in the nineties versus how much it costs now. It's a huge difference. So in order to make something of that quantity, your 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 baseline cost goes up. You see, so I feel like no matter where we we, we go with this conversation, right? It's it's always going to end up with as long as the core ingredient price keeps going up, it's either you, you can't do anything yeah, about you it. You can't do anything about it, right? Right? Because the average person isn't going to go to that uncle on the street and pay five dollars for potong or whatever. Exactly. That's a, that's the sad part, la, sad but we're part, happy yeah. to go to the artisanal one and pay $12 for a scoop. <laughs> but you know you know something that I, it just came to me? Mm. Something that really spoke to me growing up as a treat as well mm. was Swenson's. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, my, my dad would bring us to Swenson's once a month and it would be only if the three of us, my brothers and I had, uh, uh, for that month, our, our exams or whatever, we, we had hit um, our, yeah. what, 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 what and, we had. It was, it was a treat. perfect mean, um, going back to what we said about the American culture booming, mm. that's the perfect thing to yeah, yeah, signify yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. We were all eating banana splits and sundaes and all that. We are going crazy over it. Actually, that's a very good point because now talking about it, right, I always remember that my aunt, my dad's sister, will always want to eat eat the banana split at Swenson's whenever she yeah. she brought us out and then share it. And it's always the three flavours. It's always, yeah, 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 correct. It's always the three flavours. Which is why I feel, it, okay, here's an open-ended question, right? How is it that in all these places in the early, late 80s and early 90s, we never saw any local flavours in, in these places? No innovation until maybe today. But I mean, the idea of localizing a business wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when you're when you're a franchisee, Correct. it wasn't really it wasn't a, thing a thing where people were put their own flavor and yeah. spin on it, right? It's not a big thing. And I also think it wasn't because they weren't creative, but I think the uh, mindset of customers in that period of time is more. I know what this. Oh, I heard America Safe. they have this thing are uh, very good. Eh? Yeah. Why well, now come to Singapore? Okay, okay. We we if they then Correct. if you see a flavor that's kaya, you're like, huh? America got do kaya me? Yeah. You know like that. that yeah, that's I get the, what you mean. Yeah. It's a very... But then today, yeah. we love it. Right? Exactly. We want it. That's why I always say business is about timing. It's always... You can have a really, you really good adapt, idea, la. but if it's wrong timing, salah cannot. 100% man. So what yeah. are some uh, of your favourite places in Singapore today? Okay. The the, the burnt, burnt cones? Burnt cones? Burnt cones. Yeah, yeah that's mine too, oh, actually. Yeah, I, one of mine. I didn't even ask you. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that one. I like that one. I, I think, love uh, that one. It's pretty new. Yeah, it's but it's relatively new, but the reason why I chose good it stuff, is good stuff, man. Yes, very uh, unique interpretation. Um, and I think the most uh independently authentic way of uh, showcasing their product, right? Mm. It doesn't feel like a copy or a rip off something else. Even though it's another even, ice cream place, yes, right? yes. Like he just made a simple twist of burning the cones. Yeah, and then he's slightly different. Yeah, that's all. That's it. And did yeah, he also I, have the sugar coated uh cone? 
No, no. I just go with the burnt cones and I try different flavors. Mm. The the chocolate is a bit oh. too much for me. But I think it's intentional. But they, the, they use uh, the uh, Valhona uh, 70%. Yeah, it's definitely so, intentional. Yeah. But it's not the kind where you can eat two scoops at one setting. No, it's not. But if you order their chocolate, it's because you are someone who likes chocolate yes, ice cream. And not the someone who likes the milk chocolate kind of ice cream. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you gotta really love. You gotta chocolate. really love chocolate. Yeah. Understand the richness and yeah. probably order a drink with it, lah. Yes. Yes. But I, I I like the different flavors like yam and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm I'm quite a fan of that. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorites, similar in style, would be Apiri. I've never Sydney heard of Road. it. What's it called? Apiri. How do you spell that? A P I A R Y. Apiri. Okay. Yeah. So what, what? so they also make their own chocolate. I mean, what, what do you mean or make work with someone chocolate? that make their own chocolate from scratch. Okay. And I think in a similar sense, you know, they make their own ice cream, you know, flavors, quality products. What's some of their nice flavors? Pistachio. Everyone makes pistachio differently. Okay, can I ask you something? So I cannot. I cannot for- talk about pistachio and not ask you. Do you think that it's a it's a it's a recent fad? No, pistachio is like no, no, massive in, in Singapore. Back in Turkey and Morocco, it's already and done in I- long. And Italy, it's big, man. Done centuries ago. Now only suddenly Singapore want to pistachio, pistachio. No, I I feel that. It comes with the appreciation of different flavors. Like okay. we, we always. I feel I'm, I'm going to be very negative here, but I, I think it's because these people just want to make money. They never even grow up eating pistachio, bro. I don't disagree, but the demand for eating pistachio yeah. is just a simple appreciation. Mm. Like we kind of eat it and we're like, oh damn, mm. it's actually pretty good, Mm-mm. especially when done well, you know. No, I love pistachio. Yeah. I just don't like the the way they go about. Like create like like to me it's right. What did you if you are Singaporean and you want to open up a Singapore brand ice cream shop, then be true to your roots. Like what did you grow up eating? You grew up eating Milo. You grew up drinking Horlicks, Ovaltine. But, um, but I, I would say the only problem with our local well known flavors, yeah, is that eight out of ten of them is syrup. <laughs> you get what I mean? Right. Okay. So so that therein lies the challenge to create a very high quality ice cream. Okay, that's an you know interesting I mean? point. But I feel that that's the challenge as well, right? Okay, n- name me some things 100%. apart from what I just... So, the, the few that I just mentioned are mostly milk-based uh, stuff. So, when you say syrup, you're thinking of what? Um, Maybe you choose corn, bandung. Okay, bandung is syrup. Okay, It's correct. pure syrup. Corn is not. I mean, corn, it's very hard to bring that flavor out into a really high-quality gelato. Actually, you not, you know. You have to do know. a lot of work. A lot of work. But the components to make a good... Okay, just specifically corn, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. The components to make a really good corn ice cream... It's actually not a lot. It's just doing it right. But you You're don't right. need to add 10,000 things because You're corn right. in itself has got sh- so much of sugar content in it, you know? And, um, and it's yeah. the, but it's the process. La. You, you know, you've got to skin it nicely. You've got to cook else. it nicely. Okay, so here's the thing. And la. not many people order corn. That's what I was going to get at. Okay, so here's the thing. When, and I'm coming from a Singaporean standpoint. La. Now, if you went to an ice cream parlor and you saw pistachio and yep. then you saw corn right next to it you tell me honestly what you're gonna pick um, the corn needs to look appealing okay. number one I mean let's yeah. say they both look really if good it's, if it's like white with yellow bits no, no, no. I'm, I'm not touching that if, if they yeah. both look like how you wanted them to look what would be your first choice coffee <laughs> oh shit yeah you're like me I like coffee too no, my point about bringing up the corn and the pistachio comparison is I get because what you mean. I get what as you mean. Singaporeans we always like to we look at we don't try pro- new things and we like to look at a product that looks uh, atas no, you're okay. right. Like, yeah. we don't often try that very new product. Correct. It's, it's always this. Either the safe one or the Japanese flavor. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Matcha, exactly. 100% people don't yeah. mind. Yeah. 
you know. But okay, let's move yeah, on. But, to sorry. <laughs> What's uh, another, another place? place? Okay, this one I actually uh, had to look it up because I wanted to choose an alternative to our regular idea of what an ice cream is. So there's this place Ketoi, K E T O I uh, dot co. Now, these guys started in 2020, a mother of two. During lockdown, she's just like baking, cooking, blah, blah, blah. And then her health started going a bit wonky, you know. Um, and her sugar levels went really high and whatnot. So she thought, hey, there aren't many keto diet um, establishments. And more importantly, they weren't even keto ice cream options. In fact, I don't even know if you can think of a few. So she basically came up with this place where she did um, ice creams that were basically full keto-friendly ice creams, which basically means that they are gluten-free and um, all the ingredients are non-GMO, right? And no sugar added. They are naturally sweetened with monk fruit uh, and or erythrol, which is mm. a diabetic approved. Monk fruit uh, is super sweet. Yes, man. and a not, not a lot needs to be used, you know? Mm. And texturally, it uh, gives you that mouthfeel and chew to your, to your... But they probably use the syrup, uh, the monk fruit essence the, slash yeah, syrup. Maybe, maybe essence, yeah. But that one is... It's so sweet that if you put it on your tongue, mm. it actually is not that nice. Uh, you really got to mix it up. Yeah, I've never I've sweet. never tasted it raw. Because my brother sells it. Oh. And, and he made me taste one um, before. Monk fruit, uh, monk fruit syrup. Like uh, essence, essence slash syrup. Yeah. Okay. It's too much. I can't handle it. Hey, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll taste buds can't handle it. it. I want to get I wanna, I wanna take a small bottle. Yeah, go and order. You can try No, I mean from you. Uh. Free, uh, no. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> All the indulgence and none of the regret. So that is their, hey. their, their punchline is that, right? All of the indulgence and none. And what I like about about um about something like this is right is when they are able to match the flavor profile the texture without going short on the quality nice another place was one that I was actually working at at the start of the year so you shut out your own business no not my own one not anymore not anymore <laughs> oh, okay lah I just low-key lah, just slide in down there, uh, you know. Uh, it's called Ice Curlim. Like, you know, ice cream, but then because Chinese cannot pronounce properly, so it's Excuse called... Excuse me? Ice Curlim. <laughs> Can you say gelato properly? Gelato. Gelato. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what they do is, it's really simple, okay? They've got like 10, 12 different uh, flavors and all of them Pure Singapore heritage. So I'm talking your Milo, uh, Milo uh, gelato. Uh, and so they're all gelatos. They're not ice cream, right? You've got gelato and sorbets. Then you got stuff like Horlicks. You got your Kopi Kau. You got your, um, what's it called? Bandung. Yes. And then they did Chendol for a while as well. And I believe they're working on some durian stuff. So I think what I like about it is majority of their flavors really sing to the Singapore palate. They actually got a new place. They were previously at 64 Jujet Place. Small little coffee shop um, oh, joint. they moved. And they moved. Yeah. Yep. As of 31st May, they are at uh, PLQ Mall, uh, sharing oh. a space at Common Social Cafe. Doing so well. Uh. Not bad. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like... <laughs> I, I got... <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Mr. Bean. I, oh, I, man. I really love this the This is not the first time man. you mentioned yeah, Mr. Bean. Like, episode 1 or so, we talked about Mr. To Bean. To me, uh, <laughs> that every time I walk by the store, yeah. I'm super tempted to order the soft serve, man. Really, yeah? I just like the idea of like a tau hue soft serve. I think and soft... Their no, but their texture is good. That's the key thing. Do you, it's really do you good feel texture. that soft serve is a thing you like or you don't like? Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, I like mine plain. I don't like with all the dips and all this. Oh. Yeah. So, we're, we're on the other side. My first exposure to soft serve was, you know which one? Chocolate sundae as a kid. Because $1 only. 
Mm. You take the sundae, uh, as in on the cone, yeah, right? Yeah. Soft serve. And then they'll dip in the chocolate syrup and then give you, by the time it passes the counter, the thing harden up. So yep. that was the only uh, soft... I feel that that's very iconic for yes, a lot of people. Yes, it's very iconic. Especially when secondary school or what you finish, right? And then it's like, what? One, how much was it back then in the... 50 cent, right? 50 cent, right? No, no. 50 cent is plain, then you dip in the in the chocolate, uh, then it's $1 or something like something that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. So you, you got recess money, only $2, your balance is what you finish true, up. True, true, true. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Like 20 cent pola snack. Or this. Correct. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, my um you know, uh, experience I feel that, with ice cream. I feel that we can't um, not talk about ice cream and cover the very iconic Solero lime vanilla oh, stick wow. ice cream. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. And the rainbow petal pop. Yes. I mean, oh, pedal pop. On, yeah, man. pedal pop, bro. Pedal I mean, these pop. were the two for me. Yeah. Okay. So mine was pedal pop. Pedal pop for me uh, is the second tier, uh, <laughs> second tier, uh, gi- uh, kind of like a gift to yourself, you know. First one is Aibatu, the stick, the, oh, the flavored yeah, yeah. stick. That one, 10 cent one, right? That one, no need mom and dad's permission. Can eat Correct. it yourself. If you want to afford. Tre- can afford, <laughs> yes. The, the one that you get treated on is pedal pop. Then the next level, once a month, sit down, the family, everyone's been a good boy, is Swenson's. Yeah. Ah. Swenson's. And that one also, uh, we share, you know, not one person, one cup, no. Yeah. 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 You're too young, bro. <laughs> you eat, later cough. Ah, ah correct, sick. correct, correct. Wow. Cannot go school. Very good, <laughs> sir. Must share. Funny. Okay, man. That's so, a great yeah. episode about ice cream. Yeah. All right. So, um,. You guys let us know what are your favorite um, experiences or flavors of ice creams you had as a kid growing up. And let us know if there's any place that you think uh, would be good to check out. And um, yeah, drop That's us That's all, line. folks. See ya.